Hi, Steph. How are you? I'm good. We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> it's been so long since we've done this. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I think that it feels really good to be back in the saddle. Yeah. After all the COVID and the... <laughs> I mean, it's been so long that we have a new chair of MPG. We do, we do. And that's who we're going to highlight, the lovely Bridget Corvu, who yep. came and talked to us and told us all about all the MPG changes that are happening this year. Uh, they just had this summit, but we talk about all, everything that was going to happen at the summit. And we, and then we have a nice little segue into Pathways to Excellence, which hopefully a lot of you have already heard about. But this, she gives a great little excerpt yep. uh, about what it is and why we should be going for it and participating and there was a survey that went out for everybody to fill out with regards to pathways so check that out if you haven't yet check it out please i think uh, the more responses we have the more representation we have and the changes that can be made it's really your voice. opportunity to get your voice out yep, that's right exactly uh, so please uh, fill that out and uh yeah leslie has been two things giving up sugar sugar free <laughs> and then doing cold plunges oh yeah and jumping in the lake which has been great both of which so you lose the dopamine from the sugar <laughs> and i gained the dopamine blast from jumping in cold water unbelievable <laughs> I, you, I, about yes two days ago i was like i will never ever do such a thing of uh, both of those and now <laughs> after talking to you i'm like what Maybe. <laughs> so anybody that's interested in cold dipping, reach out. Maybe we'll do a whole podcast on the benefits of that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good research coming out saying that, especially in these uh, dark winter months, how much it can help with depression. Yeah, it's, and... it's super therapeutic. Yeah. So. Not super therapeutic. <laughs> that little, little nursing joke there. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoy uh Please reach out to us at yeah. any time. We're hoping to kind of reinvigorate this uh, lovely podcast. And please stay tuned. Thanks. Bye. Welcome. So I'll just start with, like, tell us your background, where you're from, where you work, and go from there. Yeah. Sure. So I grew up in Maine in a small town outside of Augusta called Windsor. Uh, I moved here in 2007. My husband is from Underhill. And so we met in college and I loved uh, the area. Vermont is beautiful and it's very similar both culturally and geographically to Maine. And so it was a beautiful place to live. So we moved here in 2007 and I started working on McClure 5 at that time, which was in patient cardiology. And then really other than we moved to Vancouver, British Columbia for three years while my husband was in grad school there. But other than that little three-year window, I've really been committed to inpatient cardiology. <laughs> so that's like okay. the bread and butter of my experience. And I've really enjoyed working there. Um, I did work when we were in Vancouver in community development. And I ran programs for children, community building type programs. So running clubs and gardening clubs and craft clubs and movie nights and whatnot. But that's otherwise, cool. nursing's been my thing. Excellent. And are you still on McClure? Miller now? 4 now. Miller yeah, four. so our unit, okay. the Miller building opened, we yeah. transitioned to Miller. So yeah, now I'm on Miller 4. Nice. Yeah. And so you recently became the MPG chair. 
Uh, and tell us what, you know, that's a big job. <laughs> that is a big job. So what, what made you think that you would like it? And are you liking it? Good question. <laughs> um, you know, I really honestly was looking forward to being, to having a break from NPG. I've been participating in the Cardiovascular Neurosciences Service Line Council, and that alone is a lot of work. And so I was like, you know, I'm looking forward to being done at the end of this year. Uh, I think I just need a break from meetings. And it, it just felt like I was away from the unit pretty regularly. And then I had a number of people approach me from different areas and suggest that I consider applying. So I, I thought about it and talked to my husband about it. And we decided it was worth at least applying and seeing what happened. And, you know, if the door opened, then perhaps that was where I was being called for a period. And so I was offered the position. And so I accepted it a little, with a little bit of like trepidation. But um, actually, it's I really enjoyed it. I think part of why I was a little bit apprehensive about applying initially is that I felt like it, there was a lot of time away from the unit and away from patient care. And I'm also an RN4. And so I had designated time off the unit for project work as well. And so I just felt like I was really losing touch with time with patients if I was attending another meeting. But, you know, in just conversation with my leadership, they're aware that I think some of my passions and interests are geared more towards some of the things that we do in NPG, like encouraging evidence-based practice and helping walk staff through their own professional growth and development. And so some of those aspects that we get to participate in with NPG, my manager in particular recognized that that's where I was interested and said, you know, I really think you should choose one of the people who said, I think you should consider applying and taking the position if you're offered it, because I do think it would give you great experience as far as your, what you're considering doing in the future for work. And it would be something that I think you'd be good at. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll try. I trust you. So I, I'll go for it. <laughs> um, and I have really enjoyed it. It is a lot. There are a lot of meetings. But today I was, you know, the leadership team came around and said, listen, certain units need some help. Are you able to go just touch base and offer help? And I was like, great. This is awesome. So I was even though I had office hours today, I just went, was able to go around in the Miller building and check in with staff and, you know, do simple tasks like hanging an antibiotic and <laughs> giving a Benadryl and like <laughs> some of the simple things, which I which I do appreciate. So you're now, you'll be the chair for the next year. Is that correct? Correct, um, yeah. And so we know that MPG has sort of gone through a lot of changes in the last couple of years. You know, I think COVID really sort of tamped things down a little bit. Down, or the momentum. Yeah, 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 some of that momentum. And so then they've restructured. Tell us a little bit about the restructuring. Yeah, so I agree. I think, you know, COVID really did make it difficult for MPG and projects in general outside of MPG to continue just because of staffing crises and whatnot, but Aaron Early was the chair during that period, and he stayed for two years and um, really supported the work that the, that the councils were doing, And but I guess through that time, we recognized there were a lot of holes that, you know, people would step away from NPG for various reasons, and then those holes weren't being filled, and so the councils were sort of dwindling smaller and smaller, and when uh, there was time for applications, the number of applicants was really reduced as well. And then, you know, simultaneously in that time period, the organization determined that we really needed to stand back up our unit practice councils or clinic practice councils as a way to really speak to some of the issues that may be arising in specific care areas. And that would be different depending on the, the specialty. And so in the process of standing up those unit and clinic practice councils, we found that that provided less opportunity 
for staff to be away from the bedside to also attend another nursing professional governance council meeting. So in conversation with some of the leaders and with the coordinating council, we determined that, you know, for this year, sort of to reestablish NPG and really get it back is almost like a reinitiation of NPG that we would sunset the service line councils and then we would break those down and have just eight global councils. So to speak to kind of what the difference is, service line councils bring staff together who work uh, in specific areas. So for example, there's maternal child health. So if someone was coming in, you know, pregnant and delivering a baby and maybe the baby goes to NICU and maybe they're, when they go to the, you know, Baird five and their mother is on uh, McClure, sorry, Baird seven rather, though all those staff that are part of that entire process would be able to sit on one council together and address issues that may arise for that specific patient population. So we had eight specific service line councils that focus on eight different areas within the organization. We sunsetted those and now we are, we've moved ambulatory, which was a service line council over to a global council, knowing that they are sort of their own unique special creature. (laughs) And so now we have eight global councils. And so those really bridge issues that impact all areas of the organization. So they're looking at things like nursing practice, experience and wellness. They're looking at professional uh, professional development and scholarship. So there's eight of those councils that are really focusing on various areas. And then we have our unit practice councils or our clinic practice councils that are working on their specific unit or clinic. And one of our goals for this year is how do we effectively create a communication between those unit or clinic practice councils and the larger MPG structure, because technically they do fall under the MPG umbrella, but it is difficult to really touch base regularly to understand what's happening in those two spheres. And so one of the things we're working on this year is how do we kind of cross this communication line so that there is a continuous conversation that's occurring and that everyone is being involved in what's happening with the global councils and that there's awareness of the projects that are also happening at the unit level or the clinic level. Because right. I think I think that's a really good point because I think that there's the, the good thing about bringing the unit-based councils back is that it got a, it gets a little more granular to each unit, right? So yeah. you, can, you can work on things that are really specific to each unit, which an NPG was not able to necessarily do. But I do think, however, now there's gonna be some discrepancy around just getting the information back to the unit. So it's not this sort of council that's working on things on a on a global level that people that are at the bedside and chairside aren't aware of. And that's that's gonna be tricky. Do you have ideas about how to do that or so we're open to ideas. If anybody has suggestions, yeah. we would love them. Yeah, <laughs> so we have invited all so we've approached all of the leaders and asked for the name of the chair of their either unit or clinic practice council. And then for the for the responses we've had, we've invited those chairs to attend our January summit. And that will really give them an opportunity to hear both what is NPG, how do I relate? What, yep. pro, you know, how do I go through a project? How do I communicate this information back? So it'll give them a lot of the bread and butter of NPG, but it will also, we also have a one period in the afternoon set apart where the unit and clinic practice council chairs will have their own session kind of talking through like, how do I look at my quality data or my high value of care data? Who is my collaborative leadership team? Do I have one? Um, how can I uh, impact my specific area with projects that are unique to my unit? 
that may not be affected or something that needs to be affected globally. And so I think there's opportunity for us to, you know, improve our communication back and forth. But those are the, that's the start is going to be inviting them to the summit. And then we're hopeful that in this one of the summer months, we'll be able to have them come back for the coordinating council monthly meeting and then have another touch point maybe every six months to at least have that. We are working on something that actually Aaron has been working on for the last two years is a task force document. I think everybody hears task force and sort of like cringes and covers their face and like is terrified of the idea because it was it's it's a big daunting task to complete a task force document. So he's been really working hard with IT to really pare it down and make it a useful and accessible tool where anyone, whether it's an RN4 working on a project or a unit practice council or a global council with an MPG, to be able to document what project work they're doing and where is where is the project in the process so that if other areas want to work on something and they are not sure if there's already been some work started, they can search it and determine uh, what other areas are working on and whether they could collaborate. And so there are other opportunities for us to connect with some of the councils or some of the other project work that's happening. But those are that's our kind of two main points right now. But I think in the future, we'll need to probably it'll be an iterative process. We'll have to look back and and have the conversation and decide, is this working? Is this not? And how are we going to change this (laughs) or how are we going to improve it? I just even thinking like it might even be nice to have like a quarterly newsletter. Like these are what these are what other people are doing on yeah. other units and these are what have they have done or you know something like that where you have where you can like people can read and be like, oh, I think that project would be helpful on my unit. Let's see how they did that. You know, right. having some yeah. sort of some that some kind right. of Right. There's reciprocity so it doesn't feel as siloed. Right. Um, right. As maybe has. Right. Yep. Yep. But I do I do think that that the unit based councils are really nice because it engages everybody on the floor, you know, or more people on the floor. I think I really liked the way MPG was also, but I do think like, you know, COVID did sort of kind of halt some of that progress, but kind of gets back to that with the unit based councils like, okay, more you can start like talking to your peers and bringing them in more for pro, you know, right. for those mm-hmm. for those projects which I really like and I what the great thing about MPG is that it's a constantly like evolving system, right? It's a living organization. Right, exactly. Feels like. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which yeah. I think is really nice about it. And I do think, right, and I'll agree with you, I think that with the unit based councils, we can pull in LNAs and, and um, patient, you know, we can pull in other people that aren't just nurses that have a big mm-hmm. impact on patient care that can, that can inform upward. And so tell us a little bit about the summit coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have the summit scheduled for Wednesday, January 18th. It's a full day, 8 to 430. It's going to be held over in the Davis Center uh, on UVM campus. And so like I mentioned earlier, we've invited, you know, obviously everyone who is participating in NPG for 2023, both returning members and new members. And so those are people who are on the global councils. And then we've also invited the chairs of the unit and clinic practice councils. And then there will, usually there are a, a kind of additional support people. So we've got some, a couple members from uh, the Jeffers Quality Institute that are gonna be coming and supporting us. Uh, we have people from patient family advocacy, from communications, um, trying to think of I think those are probably the big, the big groups. And so they'll come and um, join us as well. And then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, there'll be time for hearing about what is NPG and how does this relate to the work that I do. And then they'll be kind of set up part time for each council to meet as a group and 
begin to think through and brainstorm what are some of the issues that I see that are, that could be addressed by this council. And so uh, I think there's probably a lot of ideas that people already have, but I, I'm excited to see what other ideas people have as they group together and start talking through some of the issues that they recognized. Uh, you know, when you gather in a group, often they'll bounce off, you know, ideas will bounce off one another Thanks. and things will grow and you'll see where the excitement is and where the passion is. And that will, that's really what's needed to have a successful project. Yeah, that's great. And it's always about the connections. I feel like right. the um, that's the, been the greatest thing. I've met so many people through MPG, like from different areas that I would never have seen before. Yeah. And, and you hear about what's going on there and you're like, oh, that's challenging. That's also challenging here for a different, you know, it's really interesting. And I think yeah. that networking and being able to kind of, again, the whole silo thing, you get us out of our little like units of where we sort of kind of get not stuck, but you know, you don't always hear or see what else is going on and so I think that that's a one of the great things about um, MPG. Right. And I think it's really normalizing, too, because I, I feel like when we get on the level of MPG, we start to realize that all of us are ha having we have similar struggles in the nursing profession within our community here. And, and it's helpful to hear how other people are supporting each other or how other people are solving problems. And and I do feel like in a lot of ways the idea of MPG is really unifying. And that's important. So I think that it's I think it's good we have the unit based council, but it's really important we have NPG to unify us as a population within the bigger yeah. hospital. And so and hopefully that's sort of like a as a you know, so just sort of a marching a marching cry as we go forward this year that we try to unify together and, and yeah. um, solve our Solve our stuff. Solve all of our yes. stuff. I yeah. Know. I feel like right, the last three years has just been like one thing after another. And this is our yeah. this is the this is our year, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're in charge of it. Yes. We're putting you in charge. That's a scary thought. <laughs> no pressure, right? No pressure. <laughs> but I agree. I think it does give you opportunity to both hear what's happening in other areas that and some of it translates really well into maybe your area and maybe maybe some of it doesn't, but it also really gives us the ability to speak, I guess, along the hierarchy or the chain of command. And right. so your council is not just staff nurses, it's also leaders and directors and educators and case management and patient family advisors and LNAs. And so there's a group of people that are sort of along the, the hierarchy chain where you can hear each other's struggles that you realize, actually, this is another human being who is dealing with the similar things as me. And, and they, you know, either are clinical or have clinical experience. Like we're not, it's not us versus them. Like we have a really team approach that we're working together to solve problems that need to be addressed. And so I think that's really exciting too. Yeah, it's super exciting. Well, um, cool. sounds like you are the right person. It really does. <laughs> I know, it, that's great. <laughs> We're very excited to have you. Anything else that you want to share with us about the next coming years? Well, I have two I have two things on that. Thanks for segueing in. <laughs> but one is, I think, you know, NPG, this is now a few years ago, but the Nursing Practice Council created a nursing professional practice model. And I think it's something that was, you know, put up on the walls and people see it, but we didn't, I, I don't feel like we received um, great communication about what is this and how do I utilize it. And so I would love to see that being used as a way to really speak to the excellent nursing care that exists here. And so, you know, what we've started doing on Miller 4 is before our unit practice council, 
we share, you know, 10 minutes or so about stories of excellence and just offer space for people to share, whether it's a kudos, reading a kudos card or a Daisy Award nomination or B Award nomination or just a story about, hey, yesterday I had this difficult struggle with a patient and, and somebody helped me. It gives us an opportunity to really like highlight the really excellent work and, and especially teamwork that occurs. I would love to see at the start of a podcast sharing a story of excellence. And it could just yeah. be who, whoever you're. That's, that's a great, great idea. That's a great yeah. idea. The other thing I would highlight that speaks to nursing excellence is, is that the organization has agreed and is committed to supporting nurses through seeking pathway to excellence designation, which is an ANCC designation. And so I know they've spoken to a number of different areas within the organization. So I'm not sure if either of you have heard sort of the, the, the speech yet, but uh, essentially this is an ANCC designation, which is the same organization that offers a magnet designation. And so our organization had determined they were gonna go for a magnet designation a few years ago. And through a variety of things, including COVID, but other factors, it's been difficult to get to that point. You know, magnet designation does look at 14 points that you need to address, and there's uh, a lot of empirical data that needs to be uh, reviewed and assessed, and so it's a pretty rigorous process. So a group of staff went to the ANCC Magnet and Pathway to Excellence Conference this fall, and while we were there, we heard about Pathway to Excellence, which I had never heard of before, but really Pathway is looking at six areas, all of which are really supporting nursing well-being is really what it comes down to. So they're, they look at leadership. How do we interact with our leadership and how do we lead as bedside nurses? Um, shared decision making. So things like nursing professional governance, which is a way for the clinical nurses to really be involved in the larger organization's governance. Safety, which is an obvious, you know, how are we safely caring for our patients and our staff? Quality, which is the really the quality care that we provide. And are we meeting things like our nursing sensitive indicators, well-being, which is exactly what it is, well-being for our staff, and then professional development. So, you know, education, ongoing work. And so we have things like CARP, but we also have other ways that we are encouraging staff to grow in their own profession. And so the organization has said, yes, we are committed to working with the nurses to, to move toward Pathway to Excellence designation. And so um, Mindy Pariser-Schmidt is, is a NICU nurse who is one of the nurses who went to the conference and probably the best person to speak Pathway to Excellence. We're excited that the organization has said, yes, we care about our nurses. We've heard what your concerns are and what your frustrations are, and we're committed to taking a step in the right direction to really support our staff. Awesome. I think Alex Polson went too. Um, yes, you're yes, absolutely correct. Maybe we could get a couple people on to talk about it. That'd yeah. Be and then Nicole Dragoon is um, Baird 3. Yeah, manager. Yeah. She was another one who attended. Betsy Hassan um, is the oh, director who yeah, okay. um, kind of sent, sent us and kind of oversees the, the group. So, awesome. yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. Awesome. What are you going to do this winter? Anything exciting? Besides I hope to this? do a lot more cross-country skiing. We love <laughs> snowshoeing. The hardest thing is our four-year-old, like snowshoes and a four-year-old are not compatible. <laughs> no, exactly. So, but when we cross-country ski, my husband, I'm not sure how safe this is, but he puts her in the backpack and he cross-country skis with her in the yeah. backpack. We have a oh, chariot yeah. with skis. That's a, a heavy weight to pull. And she really just likes the ride. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame her. I, I, know. Uh, 
I was I was still like hiking with my four year old on the backpack yeah. for most of it, so it's kind of yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. They just need a soft landing. That's right. Right, and it's snow, right? That's like yeah. it's all powder. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you for those suggestions. Those are fabulous. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I have cool. I have big hopes and dreams for 2023. I I my my general. MO is to set really high unrealistic expectations. <laughs> so, and then eat, eat them part way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Usually I just take everything that what I was hoping to do and I just end up adding it on to tomorrow's to-do list. You know, like I, <laughs> so I, I probably won't accomplish everything in 2023 that I would love to, but there's a lot of things I would I'm hoping to see, like having a forum in the fall where people can share their projects. Yeah. Almost yeah. almost like you know, our nursing research and evidence-based practice symposium that is offered, which is not affiliated with the organization, though we do have a lot of staff that participate. And so I'd love to see something similar to that, where people can really showcase the hard work they've done for this whole year on their projects. And so anyway, more to come. I'll be in touch. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You can have a regular spot. (laughs) You can be a regular contributor. That sounds great. Thanks so much, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.